that Jesus is our hero. You know, I was reminded of uh, something that happened a few uh, years ago, hadn't been long, long removed, and uh, there was a friend of mine that uh, had sold everything. He sold uh, everything that he had here, and he went to Costa Rica to be a missionary, took his family, I think a family of four or five children and his wife, and uh, moved to Costa Rica, and they'd only been there for a very, very short time, probably a, a gosh, a couple months at, at the most, and they were out swimming, and uh, his son had gotten caught in an undercurrent, and his son was drowning. And, uh, and so he went out, the dad went out to save him and got him, thank God, he got him out of that undercurrent. And as he was getting him out, the dad got sucked under, and he didn't make it. Can I tell you, he's a hero for saving his son. It cost him his life. And can I tell you this? Jesus is our hero because he came to save us and it cost him his life so that we could experience salvation today. And I'm so grateful that he's done that for us and I don't take it lightly whatsoever. I think too many times familiarity, we can lose the, the importance of what God has done for us. You can become so familiar with something or someone that you quit valuing it like you need to. And in America, I love America, but you know that the gospel has been preached around America over and over again, and we have it readily ex uh, accessible to us, churches everywhere. And there are very a lot of people that are not taking advantage of what God has provided through the local church. You have other countries that will walk for miles and miles just to make it to church. And they'll stay all day long in church. Why? Because they value it. Let's never lose the, the wonder of who he is in our life. He gave everything. He gave his life. He, he took us from that undercurrent of sin and death, and he saved us out of it with his own life. And today, that's the hero that I want to talk about. He's a hero on mission. And so what I want to do is I want to start out with a few scriptures, Luke chapter 2, and echo what uh, Pastor Rachel shared a moment ago. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Say all people. All. This is meant for all of humanity. Will all of humanity benefit? No, unfortunately, but he's brought this saving message to us all. And then uh, I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It says, but the angel reassured them saying, don't be afraid for I have come to bring you, bring uh, you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. Get this, and it is for everyone everywhere. Amen. That means us here. That means for those that are watching, that are, will be listening or watching across the globe, he has done this for us. He is our hero. Amen? Amen. And then Luke 2.11 uh, says this, For there is born to you this day in the city of David, get this, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen. He's on a mission. I'm so glad that he's on a mission. Our heroes on a mission out to save 
and benefit all of us. And I just want to say this, that word, that word salvation is more than just a saving us from hell. It's all-inclusive. That word salvation also means deliverance. It means healing. It means preservation. It means soundness and health. So when he gave his life, it's so that we would experience his fullness in our lives. And that's what he's done for us. And so I want to just share uh, some thoughts with you. And before we get into our candlelight service tonight, uh, this morning, or this afternoon, we're, <laughs> I'll hit them all. I'll hit them all. I'll get him. I'll get it. And, <laughs> and so our heroes on, and on, on the mission. And first thing I want to share is that Jesus came with the mission of giving love. Amen. It was the love of God that motivated God to send Jesus here on this earth. God so loved the world that he gave. Uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 8 out of the Passion says this, But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost or sinners and ungodly. Romans 8.32 says it this way. It says, For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly will not uphold, uh, withhold from us anything else that he has given. Matter of fact, scripture says, uh, another translation, it says that he's freely giving us all things. He's given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Why? Because of his love. He's motivated by love. Mo love is the greatest motivator that motivated Jesus or motivated God to send Jesus to this earth. We cannot forget that. We cannot forget that he did this for you and I. See, there's a difference between human love and God's love. Human love is conditional. Human love, I said at first service, will marry you one day and, and divorce you the next. Human love will, human love will, uh, has conditions. You'll see siblings against siblings, husbands against wives. Uh, you'll see uh, parents against children, children against parents. You see that happening in, in, in humanity. Why? Because human love is conditional. There's conditions. If you do it, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. If you, if you don't, I won't. And human love is something that we need to understand that, uh, that is not how God intended for us to live. He intended for us to live by his love. See, human love will end up hating you at some point in time, or can. But God's love is always going to be for you. God's all, love is always going to be reaching out to help you. The second thing I want to share is Jesus came with a mission to give life. Life is interesting. It's not just being alive, but it's to give us the life that he intended for us to live. There was a life that, that God intended for us to live that was being experienced by Adam and Eve before the fall, before the sin. It was a life that God intended. It was one that he, he wanted us to live that was abundant life. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10 10 says, to, till it overflows. And that word life there means uh, the God kind of life. It means the life that we love, the life that satisfies and fulfills us. 
See, there's a lot of people that are not experiencing that life, and the reason is it's because they're still operating in death. And we need to make sure that we're operating in the life of God so that we experience the, 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 the life that he wants us to live. And that word life there also means health and happiness and prosperity. It means vitality, energy, passion, drive, fire. God wants us to not go through life just barely getting by. He wants us to have the fire of God. Amen. He wants us to be excited about life, full of vitality, full of energy, excited in living this life to its fullness, not just barely getting by. There's so many people that go through, through life agitated, irritated, and frustrated. And the reason is, is because they're not, they're not operating in the life of God. They're still operating in the flesh, which is death. They're operating under Adam instead of under, uh, under, under Christ and in Christ. When you operate in the flesh, you're operating under an old nature, a nature that God doesn't want you to live by. And what do you experience? You experience death. You experience what Jesus came for to rescue us from. So today I just want to encourage you. Maybe you're here and you're in that place and you've been operating in death. You've been operating in a place where you're not, you're angry at the world. You get up in the morning, you don't even look forward to your day. When we get up in the morning, we ought to be so full of uh, excitement and energy and hope and, and faith that we're just, we can't wait to get into this day and see what unfolds before us and see what God's going to do in our lives. And if you're not there, today I want to give you that opportunity the third thing that he did that I want to share with you today, and that's this, is that he was on a mission. Jesus was on a mission with, let's give the third one, please. Jesus came with a mission of giving light. He came into this earth to give light, to make sure that we have light. John chapter 8 verse 12 says this, And Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Isn't that amazing scripture? Now, here's the thing about light. Light is a, it, 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 it removes darkness in our life. What happens when you're in a place of darkness? Nothing good. When you're in a place of darkness, nothing good happens. And, and so we, we need to understand, if we turn off the lights in here, guess what's going to happen? People are going to start running into each other, tripping, maybe possibly hurting themselves or each other, because that's what happens in darkness. John chapter 12, verse 46 says, I am here to bring light in this world, freeing everyone who believes in me from the darkness that blinds them. He came to bring light. See, let me tell you something. Darkness, the word, the word darkness actually means, it actually means chaos and disorder, or disorder and chaos. Where there is darkness, there's disorder in your life. When we get away from God, when we get away from Jesus, because He is the light, even as a Christian, it's, it's, if you've made him the Lord of your life, if you get away from him, guess what happens? It, there's disorder that begins to take place in your life. You get things out of order and things begin to mess up. 
There's a certain order with God. God has an order for our life. And if we'll keep those first things first in our life, things will line up. He says, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all of these things will be added to you. When you get things out of order, things begin to hurt. Hurt you and hurt people. Listen, I felt earlier that the Lord said, today this is a day of healing for you. What you've been hurting over for maybe decades, maybe years, maybe it's been months. This is your day of healing. You receive it by faith. You walk out of this place healed of whatever pains you have in your life. You receive that in Jesus' name. Amen? But not only is there an elimination of disorder in our life through light, but there's an elimination of chaos. A life without the light of Jesus Christ in their life has all kinds of chaos. And today, that's why we come and we celebrate and we light our candles. This is to remind us of what he's done for us. That not only did he come and gave us his love, gave us his, uh, his life, but he's given, given us his light to eliminate the darkness and the chaos and the, the disorder out of our lives so that we could experience his best. And so today, Lord, we thank you for this. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And our response to you, Lord, is that we will become the light. That we'll take that light that you've given us and we'll reflect it back into this world and help others to experience your love, your life, and your light. In Jesus' name, amen.